Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's bring our counterpoints tonight. We got lots to go through. We got Melissa Lanceman, of course, VP Public Affairs over at Hill Knowlton Strategies, also worked the uh, war room for the last provincial election. And Kim Wright, public affairs expert and principal at Wright Strategies. Wait, did you change? Yes, I oh. have my own company. Oh, look at you, entrepreneur. Good for you. Indeed. Nice. Congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Oh, hello. All right. I am. I'm so happy about today. Are you? Okay, well... So much news. There is way too much news. So much popcorn. This is why I'm only sleeping about an hour and a half a night. Um, But Mercedes Stevenson, who we'll have on uh, at the end of this hour, uh, is reporting. um, Global News confirming a small cabinet shuffle will happen tomorrow morning to replace Wilson Raybould. Uh, I'll start with you on this, Kim. Good luck, eh? Well, if uh, there's never a dull moment, for sure. This uh, Look, this has been a, a lesson in everything you shouldn't do if you're a government. From moment one of how do you overtly pressure your attorney general to make a decision that you would really like them to make, even though you have no jurisdiction over it. If you really wanted them to change, if you really wanted Ms. Wilson-Raybould to change her mind, then the only thing you really could have done was change the attorney general. You could have hired Mr. Lametti from the top. Right. You, you, you know, you shouldn't have put someone of her caliber, of her legal standing, of her integrity, and thought that there was going to be any different outcome given the facts that were in front of her, the way that they were structured. Yeah. That, that's from moment one. And if you didn't like the rules, oh, wait, you're the government. Change the rules, right? But they haven't done that yet uh it will be interesting to see what who gets actually shuffled and how they will continue to shuffle i mean they've had no Melanie jolie they've had had no end of challenges from seamus o'regan and his tone deaf tweet from a plane Mm. uh looking at his notes instead of actually looking at a community and trying to actually help people there are all sorts of ways that they have continued in the last uh, two months, three weeks, certainly, uh, to screw this up. You know, let's not forget about Ambassador McCallum. Oh, yeah. We haven't even gone back to the Huawei I mean, stuff. <laughs> all of the different ways that this has just completely circled the drain for the prime minister and his calm staff uh, is just extraordinary to me. It is extraordinary, Melissa. But, you know, it's it, they've dumped her clearly from caucus. It, you can hear the way her colleagues are talking and disparaging her. I mean, this is it, I'm not surprised. I mean, we all knew that this was coming, but it's not a good look yeah this is this is actually a very bad strategy of uh, going after one of their own somebody who looked incredibly uh, well frankly credible yesterday uh, at her explosive uh, testimony uh, at the Justice Committee it looks as though the the government bullied a senior member of the cabinet on the issue of criminal prosecutions because she didn't complain early enough she didn't complain effectively enough. Um, and then when she didn't do what they wanted her to do, they stripped her of that power um, by removing her from that job. That's what it looks like. So going after her, probably not the best co- uh, calm strategy. Announcing that you're going to the moon today, not the best <laughs> I know. Uh, it was so- calm strategy. Blaming Scott Bryson, yeah. not the best uh, um, calm strategy. This is a government in complete 
uh, disarray, and it's starting to uh, it's starting to look like it on the ground. At the end of the day, we by the way, they're running this country. I mean, they can't even run yeah, their own well, office. That's, that's a scary thing. Are, we've got to be concerned about who's actually running this, because I assure you <laughs> that with the eleven people who are at the most senior ranks of government are entirely consumed about this. So you know who's working on this budget that's coming out in less than three weeks? A woman, Melanie Jolie. I swear to God, she's going to play. Maybe they want yes people around them, but you know the pressure that was put on her by her own party who clearly wanted to discredit her why didn't you resign it was almost it's it's akin to like a judge in a rape case saying well why didn't you just keep your legs together i mean really it was a bad look for them and they're going to pay for this because i'm sure their constituency are, are watching but john ibbotson uh, wrote i think a, a fascinating article in the globe and mail and he he says outwardly jt Justin Trudeau, uh, has lost the moral mandate to govern. He says that we need an election now. Uh, Melissa, do you agree with that? Yeah, look, I, I, I do think that he's lost the moral authority to govern. And it's not because of, you know, SNC and what's in the legislation. It's because he went up uh, over the last number of weeks and told a different story every day. And every one of those facts um, were were refuted by the uh, the testimony yesterday, and it looks as though there's something to hide because there's probably something to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, multiple veiled threats about her job. Um, you know, urging her to consider the consequences. This wasn't just you know one meeting and one time. Uh, it was a sustained effort uh, to get her uh, to make a decision that, frankly, at the end of the day, she didn't make. Yeah, and not to mention the testimony, which, you know, a lot of people were kind of like, like, well, they were horrified by what the Privy Council, so if the Privy Council is the top civil servant. This is the guy last week who talked about assassinations of political people. He was so out of his lane, but, you know, the, the testimony she gave Kim about him yesterday, that he came to her office three times and pressured her. Um, you know, I don't know how he I don't know how he can possibly stay in that job, let alone be called again before the Justice Committee to say, do you want to explain this again in another version of events? Well, and this is why we need to have a full judicial inquiry on this. We need to actually get to the bottom of who has known what. And it's not just about us and say Lavalin. We've got no. the Mark Norman case. Yes. We've got a whole bunch of ethics. You know, this isn't about the prime minister getting a fancy pair of Ray-Bans and that being an ethics violation. <laughs> this is some serious questions about integrity, ethics, rule of law, and all of the rest of it. And really what has happened and what hasn't happened. Uh, I think, you know, I agree with Jigmeet Singh, not not surprisingly on this, uh, but that it is time that we have a judicial inquiry. The problem is that it takes a, that takes a long these, time. These things will always take a long time. But if we really do want to get to the truth, yeah. and then I think it's important to do that. And we need to get to the truth on this just the same way we needed to get to the truth, uh, truth through the Gomery inquiry. Right. Although this is much, 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 more, much, much, much worse. And but... Melissa, yeah, in her testimony, though, she did say that that the Privy Council, when he came to see her um, talking about, you know, this is pl- this is we're having a meeting with the board members and, you know, we got to get this thing done. Like it was obvious that in one way or another they were getting this thing done with or without her. But she did say, look, it wasn't illegal, but it was not it was improper for sure. And that's the thing. You cannot pressure the AG, whether it's a little bit or a lot. So it might not be, have been illegal, but you can't do it. 
Yeah, look, I think Michael Warnick is a secondary character in this. I don't know if he lasts until the end of the, the week. We've seen two senior cabinet ministers resign over the last over the course of the last 30 days. Uh, the next question is, uh, you know, does cabinet stand uh, or does the caucus stand behind uh, the prime minister? Justin Trudeau is at the center of this. Mm. He knew about this. Everybody was talking about him. He directs the staff. The tone is set at the top. And that's who, you know, that's who needs to be questioned in this. And it's not, you know, it's not the clerk that serves uh, that serves him. And it's not his staff. It's the prime minister. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about the, uh, the prime minister, that's as serious as it gets. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Melissa Lansman and Kim Right Wing off on all things Trudeau. That's a never-ending story. It's the gift that keeps giving. You know, it's like a cold sore. Just comes back and back and back. No, bad, bad, bad comparison. Okay, sorry. Uh, Not the worst I, one you could have. Made, I digress. Though. Well, I've made others. Um, Gerald Butts. Now he wants to testify. Darn it! He uh, wrote the Justice Committee today saying that he believes his evidence. Well, it might, may provide a little assistance. I want to play you a clip from the testimony yesterday. Pretty damning comments against Gerald Butts by Jody Wilson-Rabel. Take a listen. Jerry then took over the conversation and said how we need a solution on the SNC stuff. He said I needed to find a solution. I said no, and I referenced the preliminary inquiry and the judicial review. I said further that I gave the clerk the only appropriate solution that could have happened, and that was the letter idea that was not taken up. Jerry talked to me about how the statute was a statute passed by Harper and that he does not like the law. I said something like, that is the law that we have. Yeah, just don't like those little Harper laws there, uh, Melissa. But bottom line is, I think the strategy of this is, you know, get their version, you know, Gerald Butts and the 10 others that were named, get their version on the record before any RCMP investigations laws and then kind of do the strategy of 11 to 1. They said, she said. Yeah, that seems to be uh, that seems to be the case. Look, let's not forget that the uh, that the attorney or the former attorney general yesterday said uh, of, Jer- of of what Jerry Butt said, and there is no solution that yeah. doesn't involve some interference. And that is that is a really damning quote um, that she has. And the truth is, is uh, you know, it, it is a he said, uh, she said. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know what the impetus behind this. I don't think that it will help. Uh, the liberals where they currently are. It might help uh, Jerry Butts. Uh, personally, <laughs> yes. I, I don't think so. But there is a question about why he resigned. Nobody resigns from being the chief of staff to uh, to the prime minister of Canada unless there's more to the story, unless there is something, uh, you know, something awry um, that happened. They need to bring Mike Duffy out and just have him say, but wait, there's more. You know, because hold, hold, hold my beer, <laughs> yeah, hold my beer. But you know, it, you know, he's going to testify. It's going to open up a whole bunch of cans. It's going to open a big old can of worms. I mean, he's not stupid though. This is the thing. Gerald Butts is not a stupid guy. You might not like him, but he 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 is generally pretty smart. And maybe he's just taken taken a bullet for his friend Justin. And maybe. and that very well <laughs> may be. Uh, this is going to be a problem for them for not only today, tomorrow. I don't care how much they shuffle the decks on the Titanic tomorrow. This is going to be a problem for them 
Uh, they have to also present a budget in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, you can imagine. Well, you can imagine the goodies in that budget. They're going to pull out pharmacare. They're going to pull out free dental care for everyone. They're, They're going to be giving everything. I away. mean, you thought going to the moon was a big bold step. <laughs> Everyone's going to the moon. You know, Oprah <laughs> hasn't given away as much as what we expect in this budget. Jeez. But that being said, I'm not sure that. Th- what happened yesterday was this move from being uh, an inside baseball, you know, pundit kind right. of commentator kind of story to my friends who aren't involved in politics going, what Whoa. the heck was this? And when that that jump happened, that becomes problematic for the prime minister because yeah. now it's now it's beyond just us talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, interestingly, you know, she has a staff, too, and they're going to call that staff. And they'll have versions of accounts, and and their there or their truth will also be pretty damning. I'm I'm assuming, um, you know. But it was obvious today that that the liberal, uh, you know, party is in full on damage control mode because you heard Christian Freeland coming out and protecting her her boss, saying, "Well, it's her truth," which I think is a really bad look for a female that could very well be the leader of that party. Um, but then you got this guy, uh, a liberal MP, Jutty Sadu out of BC, you know, going on the record saying she's not a team player. He then speculated that her father or someone's pulling the strings, that it's sour grapes. She couldn't handle the pressure. She's just a little girl, you know. But I think these uh, MPs are going to be judged. He and must have gotten such a spanking because this is what he had to do in question period today. Mr. Speaker, I rise on a point of order to apologize without reservation to the member of Vancouver Granville. My comments were inappropriate. Whether inside or outside this house, it is incumbent on all of us to treat each other with respect at all times. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. So Justin Trudeau does not need more headaches, and his MPs are causing him an awful lot of headaches. But at the same time, they've got to get reelected. They must be hearing from their constituents. Yes, and I suspect this particular member also heard from his constituents, which is why he so unabashedly apologized for being foolish. Uh, I suspect this did not sit well with his constituents. I suspect they got flooded with phone calls. Not only did this not sit well from a, from a PMO standpoint, but certainly from his own constituency and really getting elected uh, is the is the top priority. So everything else that was on their legislative agenda, everything else that was in the budget or any place else is just not, uh, not going to be uh, what they're going to be focused on. Plus, they also, you know, oh, wait, we had this little set of by-elections on Monday. So now they've got Jigmeet Singh coming into the House when the House comes back on uh, on March 18th. Yeah. Well, look, they got a couple of weeks to take a break. And that's that, that that's a saving grace for Trudeau. He actually might uh, catch his breath for a little bit. But or the story's not. not. Well, or not. Who knows? Because well, this story. I don't know, Alex, if that's a saving grace. You have you now have MPs spread across the country mm. in their constituents. And, you know, Kim made a point that this is now beyond uh, the Ottawa bubble and the pundit mm-hmm. circuit. This is reverter- reverberating in, in people's homes, and they're going to have these conversations, and the MPs are going to hear about it. On top of that, you can't keep a leash on people when they're outside of Ottawa. So I think we're going to see a whole lot of, uh, of MPs uh, coming out, um, you know, either against or, uh, or for Wilson. Well, well they're going to have to. Yeah, and look, two, two female Liberal MPs have already come out and been very... Jane Philpott was pretty clear at the beginning whose side she was on, and even uh, a younger uh, Liberal, uh, um, Selena, I cannot remember her last name, but she came out and showed her support. We've had a couple of Liberal MPs drop out of running, but... 
I get the sense that they are going to be in full-on desperation mode. And they also, keep in mind, they had Ms. Wilson-Raybould to their cabinet for a couple of hours just a week ago to walk through her truth. So none of this should have been a surprise to anyone, certainly Mm. not around that cabinet table. And they invited her in, uh, whether they wanted to or not, but uh, the Prime Minister was pushed by his cabinet members to invite her in to have that conversation, to be a bit more transparent about what she believed happened. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea. I know I'm not a cabinet member, so I wasn't in the room. But by all accounts, she laid out her case pretty thoroughly. Yeah. And the other thing on the Justice Committee, which is an advantage to the opposition, they don't have many, is that they've got three lawyers who know what the hell they're talking about, including Lisa Raitt. Uh, The the other side, you can tell how amateur the liberal side is because, I mean, they're embarrassing themselves. And and Murray Rankin as well. Yes. Yeah. So there's three on that side. But let me ask you each one question that is is totally in your lane. Melissa, I'll start with you. A lot of criticism, uh, kind of back and forth on, on Andrew Scheer calling for the resignation and overplaying his hand. So you get it both ways with Scheer. You get the people who say, well, where is he? Why isn't he doing anything? And then you've got people saying, well, he should just shut up and not do anything. It's a very fine balancing act. Both he and uh, Jagmeet Singh have to, to, to carry out. I think he is absolutely driving this story to the next uh, to the next level. You know, Canadians have uh, you know, have have a lot of questions about the prime minister, and I don't think that a public inquiry that's going to go uh, you know three years is going to get to the bottom of this yeah. in time to make a decision. Uh, I think I, I actually think he did the the right thing at the right time because you get one chance to do this, and there is there has been no more serious mm-hmm. scandal. Uh, in sort of in in recent memory uh, that it that uh, that is centered around a prime minister, his office, his most senior advisors, and his most senior ministers. Yeah, and on the flip side, Jagmeet Singh, brand new, he got his seat, but he has a hell of a lot of work. Kim, he's got to get a game, a strategy, and he's got to capitalize off of this. Oh, absolutely, and but it also gives him some more things to talk about. So starting with, we need to get to the bottom of this making sure that we're not just having a government that is there for big corporations, but to do the things that they actually should have been doing, which is pharmacare, housing, all of the things all the that we're we, we going to get in the budget, all of those <laughs> things that are actually quote unquote a crisis, but haven't actually been dealt with. The other thing that's just fascinating, given the timing of all of this, it's the 35th anniversary of yeah. the walk in the snow senior. So, uh, you know, wherever I'm not sure where the snowdrifts are, uh, where the prime minister is, but I think uh, Engine's probably in a snowbank right now. But and the other thing that's not going to work for them long term are these, jo- these talking points on jobs, 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 because Alberta is about to lose its bloody marbles because you can't tell them that here's the prime minister telling us that he interfered and meddled because it was all about jobs when they are sitting in the cold losing their jobs right, left and center because no one's meddling to get pipelines built. Nobody's meddling to get pipelines built, but also closer to home, the fine folks at GM, GM who yeah. are yeah. Uh, going to be out of jobs soon, where we've seen in other jurisdictions like Hamtramck they've been able to get a GM to extend their facility, but we yeah. haven't seen that in Oshawa. So, you know, I'd like to see some of our political leaders focus on that for a while. All right. Last but point you, to you. You Miller? shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't bend the rules no. or break no. the law or potentially get somebody to uh, to break the law <laughs> to save jobs in this country. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you are. If this argument maybe came out on the second day, 
that would be a different story. It would be a different comms approach. It would be different issues management. But right now, they're talking about jobs to save the 75 seats they uh, they could potentially get in Quebec the next election. And there's nothing more to that uh, than uh, electoral strategy. Exactly. exactly. The only jobs they were caring about were their own. Mm-hmm. It's funny when all three... It's so funny to have agreements between... All sides. Okay, I gotta leave it there, guys. I appreciate you both uh, sharing your expertise. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Melissa. Appreciate it. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.